Welcome to our message for July 23rd. The sermon text for today is Matthew 13, verses 24 through 30. This is one of the parables that Jesus told. We start with verse 24. Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest, and at the harvest time I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first, and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Let us pray. Almighty God, help us to live at peace with those around us, even those with whom we disagree. Lord, set us free from the awful burden of trying to be judge and sole arbiters of truth. Help us to allow you to do your job. May we live in love and peace. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. I used to fancy myself as something of an apologist, a defender of the faith. You know, early in my ministry, when I knew all the answers, I dissected everything I heard, examining it for the slightest hint of heresy. Sermons, Sunday school lessons, music, Disney movies, cartoons, sitcoms, everything. I sifted through them to try to see where the lies and where the evil was. I saw my role as trying to keep the church safe from the heretics. I wanted to keep the church pure, as if we ever had been. So I wanted to weed out all the evil. My standards were high. In fact, a lot of biblical characters would not have made the cut. Take Jacob, for example, in the Old Testament. Uh, It's our Old Testament reading for this Sunday. It's the story of Jacob's ladder. Now, Jacob was a scoundrel from the start. He was actually born as the twin of Esau, but he was born holding on to his brother's ankle, and his name actually means grabber. So we see from even in vitro that Jacob has this tendency to grab, to try to take what is not his. That plays out in his life along the way. He later stole his brother's birthright by bribing him with a bowl of soup. Uh, After that, He conspired with his own mother to deceive his own father and steal his brother's inheritance. By the night of this fateful dream, Jacob is on the run, fleeing from his own family, seeking to take refuge with distant relatives who he hopes haven't heard the stories about him. If there had been social media back in the day, Jacob would have had no chance. He would have had nowhere to go. But he's running away to distant relatives to hide, get this, to hide from his own family. Jacob was a bad guy. You don't want him dating your daughter. You don't want him teaching your Sunday school class. 
my younger self would want absolutely nothing to do with him. He would have been nothing more than a weed in God's field. And I saw my job as pulling the weeds, get rid of the bad influence. Anybody who cared about what is good and right and true would have stayed away from Jacob. So it's really shocking when God pays him a visit. Exhausted from running from his family all day long, Jacob falls asleep on the ground with a stone for a pillow. While he's asleep, he has a dream of a ladder that is stretching into heaven with angels ascending and descending on it. And God comes and stands with him. Now we would expect that God is about to lower the boom on him, to scold him for his life choices. This is when God is going to confront him with his bad behavior, we would expect. This is the proverbial trip to the woodshed for Jacob, if we write the story our way. Finally, justice is coming for the grabber. But no, God blesses Jacob and makes a promise to him. The same promise God made to Jacob's grandfather, Abraham, that he would bless him with descendants and would make a great nation out of him and would give him all the land where he's traveled. Jacob's not even the firstborn. In a, in a culture that honored the firstborn son, Jacob was born second. And yet God is bestowing this incredible honor, giving this great blessing to the deceitful secondborn son of Isaac. All we can see is treachery and deceit, something that needs weeding out. God sees something worth blessing. Maybe that's why Jesus told this parable. Maybe he knew the damages that folks like me, like us, might do if we started pulling weeds. Let's revisit the story. The farmer sows good seeds in his fields, but while everyone's asleep, the enemy sneaks in and sows weeds among the wheat. They both grow together, and after a while, the workers notice the difference. They recognize the, the weeds growing up among the wheat. When they see the weeds, they go to the master of the field and they say, uh, do, you, do you want us to weed your garden? Do you want us to pull all these weeds out? Should we get rid of the bad stuff so only the good stuff is left? After all, we're wasting water and nutrients on the bad as well as the good. Surprisingly, though, the farmer says not to weed. Don't pull up the weeds. Let them grow together. If you start pulling weeds, you'll damage the good stuff too. At harvest time, he says, we'll sort everything out. Much of the church today obsesses over who's right and who's wrong, who's inside, who's outside. Hundreds of denominations and non-denominations claim to be the sole arbiters of truth. Once we define our own orthodoxy, we take it upon ourselves to start pulling weeds root out everyone who is not like us, who doesn't think the way we think. A few years ago, a major denomination waged war on women because they believed the Bible said so. They removed women from church leadership all across the country. They even fired women from seminary positions, arguing that women should never teach men how to be preachers, that women had no authority to teach men how to do ministry. So they were fired from seminary positions. The 
church thought they were pulling weeds, but in fact, they were doing a whole lot of damage. That's the trouble with pulling weeds. Even if you're right, and I don't believe that denomination was right, but even if you're right, you're going to do a lot of damage. Even if you really are weeding out the bad, you're going to hurt a lot of the good in the process, according to Jesus. Worse yet, what if we're wrong? What if we are trying to root out weeds like Jacob only to discover that they are the blessed child? How much damage has the church already done by enforcing its own opinions? How many have we pushed away from God with our obsession to be right? Jesus calls for unity. His prayer the night before his death was that we might all be one, even as Jesus and the Father are one. Let us grow together in love and peace. Is it too much to trust God to sort this out at the end? Do we have to take on that role of ourselves? Do we have to assume God's work and root out the weeds now ourselves when God affirms that God will do it in due time? God will take care of that. Let's not do his work for him. I know the joy of having my whole family gathered around the table together. Especially, I love it when we're on vacation. Uh, I love when we're all gathered at the table, even when we don't all share the same opinions. And even when some of them don't agree with me, I still love them being there. I've also experienced the times when those differences have led to arguments and at least a temporary division. That division breaks my heart. I would rather have my family all at the table with our disagreements than have us isolated and separated over our differences. I wonder if God feels the same way. I wonder if it warms God's heart when we live in peace and unity and breaks God's heart when we turn on one another. I keep going back to instructions from our founder, John Wesley. Though we don't all think alike, may we all love alike. This week, may we focus more on our unity in Christ than on pulling weeds. Amen.